Hello and welcome to episode 105 of Christians in Our Soup, a weekly podcast by two of God's peculiar people about God's peculiar people for God's peculiar people, proving that life is simply not as black and white as some would have us believe, but that sometimes life gets real and doesn't fit into any boxes, no matter how hard we try. Here we are for episode 105 of Christians in Our Soup. And this weekend, it is just myself, Bramwell, that's bringing you this. Uh, Unfortunately, Russ hasn't been able to uh, join us this weekend. Um, But please pray for Russ and Anne and uh, lift them up in prayer for for everything that they are going through um, at the moment. They are okay. Um, Russ just needed uh, a week off which is absolutely fine because we always say that this is real when we do Christians in our soup it is real and Russ and Anne we do lift you up uh, this weekend and uh, pray for you and everything that, uh, that, that you are walking through at the moment God bless you so we are not going to do Uh, as we advertised and uh, this weekend we're going to save that for next week so you've still got time to get your testimonies in does God heal today yeah you've still got that time drop on to the pod page and you can leave us there a testimony or a feedback uh, with your voice we would love to have that we would love to share that and put that into the podcast Um, So please do drop into that and I will give you the details of that a little bit more later on at the end of the show. Uh, But also, it gives you time as well to do our question of the week, our top three. And uh, this week, or for this week, but it's now going to be for next week, is our top three uh, subjects or your top three subjects. So what would your top three subjects be? What were your top three subjects at school? You know, what would be your top three subjects that you would love to do now? Uh, so, yeah, let us know. Let us know what your top three subjects are or were. And we will get that onto the show next week. But for this week, uh, what we're going to look at is something that we've been talking about. We've been talking about these hot topics uh, over the last few weeks. And we're going to continue with that and continuing that with next week with Does God Heal Today? And we're going to look at the Great Commission today. Now, there's two passages um, that Jesus gives very clear instructions before he ascends. One is in in Matthew and the other one is in Mark. And I don't believe that these are the same occasion. Uh, And I will look at that in a minute and unpack that. But I do believe, yeah, there's a train of thought that the Great Commission is just for the disciples then but i don't believe that i don't believe that the words that jesus spoke in at the end of matthew to his disciples and then at the end of mark to his disciples was just for them i believe that this is for us 
You know, for us who are believers, this is what we should do. This is our command from Jesus to go and do. And I'm going to look at that and unpack that um, in both passages and hopefully encourage you that you do have this. You know, this is your commission. This is not just their commission. This is your commission and the commission that Jesus is instructing you to do. But when he instructs you to do it, he also has something in reward. There's a reward for this. It's not that Jesus is giving us a reward because of doing it. He's saying, you know, if you do this, I will give you this. And it's so true. But we have to come to him first because to be a believer, we have to come to him first with our lives. We have to give him our lives. So it's not a payoff. There's nothing that we can do that will stop Jesus loving us anymore because he has laid down his life already for us. There's nothing we can do about that. You know, over 2,000 years ago, he went to the cross and he suffered on that cross for us, for every single one of us. He suffered on that cross. And so we all have a grateful heart, should have a grateful heart for what he did. And that's part of evangelism. We talked about evangelism uh, a few weeks ago. And if you haven't heard that podcast, I encourage you to go back and listen to Evangelism and Witness, uh, which I think was episode 102, if I remember rightly. So, yeah, or 101, 101, 102. But I'd encourage you to go back and have a listen to that Um to, to look at evangelism and witnessing and the fact that we're all called to do that and we're going to look at that as well within these two passages so let's let's crack into these passages uh we're going to read first of all the passage from mark and that comes from mark 28 i'm going to read from verse 16 the 11 disciples traveled to galilee to the mountain where jesus had directed them when they saw him they worshipped but some doubted Jesus came near and said to them, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. We are told that our whole lives, Paul tells us, uh, in Romans, that our whole life is to be like a living sacrifice, as worship to Jesus. It's our whole lives that is to be that worship. How we live our life is to be you know, honouring to Jesus, honouring to what he has done for us. And that can be really tough in the world that we live in, but our life is meant to be honouring. That's not just about going to church on a Sunday and lifting up his name and praising him and singing him. No, it's about every single day. This is an everyday journey. And it's difficult. You know, when we're caught up, you know, some of us may be caught up in various things and various addictions. And you know, it's really hard to have that daily life that honours him, that respects him him that gives him everything of us but that's what we're called to do we're called 
to give him everything. And you know, for me personally, I found this very challenging at times within my life. You know, within my own life, and I've given my testimony before, uh, in my own life when I was caught up in various things within uh, in addictions, uh, I, I couldn't let go of those things. Those things were more important. But when I called Jesus into my life, when I was you know, on a bathroom floor and I had nowhere else to go, and I just said, Lord, if you are there, please help me. And he said, trust me. And he took away that moment, the, the love of drinking. He took away um, over the next couple of weeks. You know, he healed my mind. He healed my mind of the PTSD. He healed me of addictions to pornography over time. You know, when we call upon his name and totally give our lives to him, he then steps in. And we're going to look at that uh, again in a little bit, uh, particularly when we come to Mark's passage. So they worship him. But what's interesting, they worship him, but still doubt. Some doubted. Now that encourages me. That does encourage me, and it should encourage all of us. Because even these disciples, these 11 people that have done life with Jesus, were still doubting. Now what were they doubting? Well, we can see what they were doubting later on. That is revealed in Mark's Gospel. Um, but... Yeah, they're not doubting who Jesus is. What they are doubting is the fact that he has risen. And I say, we're going to look at that a little bit more. But they're still doubting. And that gives me confidence, as I say. And I hope that it should give us all confidence in the fact that Jesus is alive. But even in the doubt, he still gives us a commission. He still walks with us. Why? Because he sees the heart. You know, if we think back to the Old Testament and David, you know, David was a man after his own heart, after God's own heart. And despite the fact that David messed up so many times, God never left him. God still walked with him. God still loved him. And it's exactly the same here. Even though Jesus sees the doubt in their heart, minds he still loves them because he knows that the enemy is roaring around he's prowling around like a roaring lion the enemy wants to take all that away jesus knows that and he's not going to turn around and say well if you've gone onto that path i'm going to take this away from you i'm going to leave you no Jesus still walks with us because he knows that the enemy is prowling around and that we are going to be in a battlefield. We are going to be tempted. Now, that's not an excuse to fall into sin. But when we're in those temptations, there are those moments that we can wrestle. Oh, but you know, if I just do this or it will go away or, you know, oh, Lord, can I just do this? You know, we wrestle with these things. That's the temptation. So, there is encouragement from this passage that we are walking a life of temptation. We are walking a life with doubt. Doubt. 
but Jesus still walks with us and still gives us work to do. And so that's when he says this. Jesus came near and said to them, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. This is our first thing, you know, with the whole argument of you know, the Great Commission wasn't for us. Well, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. First of all, has heaven changed? No. Has earth changed? No. God is still there. Jesus is still on the throne. That has not changed. So therefore, if that hasn't changed, then what Jesus says to do cannot have changed. Similarly, Jesus says at the very beginning of this sentence, all authority has been given to me. So if heaven and earth haven't changed, then the authority of Jesus also hasn't changed. And therefore, that authority is the same today. If that authority is the same today, then everything that Jesus gives to his disciples then, he gives to us, we can do today. And when we look at Mark's passage, he gives us some very clear things that we can do and why we can do them. We'll look at that. But what Jesus is saying here, he says, go therefore and make disciples of all nations. Now, the word disciples is a, is a command. The word disciples is someone who's enrolled as a scholar, who is been taught who has been instructed we are to go out and bring people in who are going to be taught taught about jesus taught about god taught about the kingdom of heaven taught about the gospel message that's what making disciples is all about people that will walk in that journey as well and are taught are teachable so we're to go and and find people that are teachable that will learn about this uh, about the kingdom of heaven about the gospel about jesus go for therefore and make disciples of all nations now i love this bit because all nations the word nations in the greek here is meaning tribe or race or multitude but when we actually look at that word it also it's looking at those living together and those living together are communities now people say oh you great commission isn't for me because it says to go out to all nations and and i'm only here well firstly you're in a nation so that's the first thing but secondly when we break that word down it's about people living together so we are to go out and make disciples of all those who are living together. That is in your community, where you are right now. That is your calling. Wherever you are right now is your calling, is where you have to go and make disciples. It's a commission. We're told by Jesus, go out and make disciples. It's a very clear commission. And again, if you, if you struggle with this, then go back and listen to that episode that we did um, on uh, evangelism and witnessing because both are important and hopefully that will encourage you and strengthen you in going and doing this. And then it says, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Yo, we're to baptize, we're to immerse people 
into the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. That's a water baptism. This is to be baptized into the faith, into the belief of Jesus, into the belief of our Heavenly Father, into the belief of the Holy Spirit. That's what has been baptized. And it says clearly here, Jesus is clearly saying to 11 people, go and do that. He's commissioning them to go and baptize. You know, baptism now is, is something that it can be so difficult. We make it so difficult. You know, denominational church has made it so difficult in terms of baptism. And I'm not going to get into a big debate about baptism and, and everything now. But I just want to say that the words here Jesus says to these 11 have not changed they have not changed we don't need to be ordained into a denomination to baptize people and then he says teaching them to observe everything i have commanded you there we go there's the other link the fact that this hasn't changed teaching them to observe everything i have commanded you this command to his disciples there and then is also the command for the people that they bring to faith and that they then bring to faith and that they then bring to faith and it's that knock-on effect therefore this command that Jesus has give has never ever changed we are to go out and make disciples of all people of people in our communities to teach them and if we can't teach them then to bring others in that can teach them so that's the Matthew part but let's now just look at the Mark part um, which is again at the end of Mark and it's in Mark 16 and it says this so yeah this is why I believe and I can see that straight away that it's in two different uh, occasions that Jesus does this so he says later he appeared to the 11 themselves as they were reclining at the table well we can remember that in the Matthew gospel they're on a mountain so straight away we can see that there were two different occasions. He rebuked their unbelief and hardness of heart because they did not believe those who saw him after he had risen. There's the unbelief. There's the doubt. But Mark is very clear that Jesus is rebuking them here for that unbelief and hardness of heart. Yeah, and that's a warning as well to us. That is a warning to us about if we have a hardened heart towards others towards others sharing that they have met Jesus who is it for us to judge that they've met Jesus just because they've had a different experience or just because they are saying different things you know we need to remember again when in the Old Testament when uh, God came down and gave uh, prophecies to people in in the uh, Israelite camp and there were those that were concerned because there were people giving prophecies that weren't within the, uh, the the group that were prophesying. And as Moses was very clear there about the fact that, you know, who are we? Who are we to judge that? And it's very true. We're not to judge. It's God that judges, not us. It's difficult. Because as, as human beings, we feel like, you know, if you're saying that wrong, no, we need to deal with that. 
and it is very difficult and we, we we need to challenge in love but challenge with the bible yeah we that's why we need to bow the bible go back to um jesus in the wilderness you satan brought scriptures against him jesus was able to bring scriptures that supported he knew that the devil was manipulating scriptures and missing things out we need to know our bible clearly to be able to uh, defend ourselves and attack the enemy so don't judge others it's hard but we're not to judge others we're to keep moving in love and if something really grates with us and upsets us then we need to let that go but it is hard and even in my own experiences I have really struggled when people have said or done things that I just look at and go well what? that's just not biblical that's just not you know how Jesus tells us to do but I have to then step away you know, remember when when Jesus commissions the 11 uh, the 12 disciples at that time to go out um, at another time and he says you know that if the peace returns them if they give peace to a place and the peace returns them then they are to dust uh, clean the dust off their feet you know in other words to walk away if something is really grating with your peace then it's it's time to step away from that why because again jesus directs us to do that but so you so let's let's continue with this passage um, they did not believe those who saw it. Then he said to them, here we go, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. It's the same as what we've just heard in Matthew. It's different wording, but it's the same. Go into all the world, same as going into all the nations, and preach the gospel. Well, that is heralding, proclaiming. Again, go back to our session on... Um, evangelism and witnessing because we talk about this you to share the gospel message the good news to all creation all creatures again same as we looked at in matthew everyone those around us in our communities we are to share the gospel message we are to share the good news whoever believes and is baptized will be saved believing means having the faith Having the faith in the good news, in the good message, in the message of Jesus came and died and rose again. Romans 10.9 tells us that if we believe in our heart and proclaim with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, then we will be saved. It's true. That's the believing part. That's the faith part. Believe in our heart and proclaim with our mouth. We're to speak it out. And then we are to be baptized. Again, we talked about baptism uh, with the in the Matthew passage. And whoever is, believes and is baptized will be saved. The word saved in the Greek is sozo, which means delivered or protected, healed, preserved. Now, this is huge, I feel, because when we believe and we're baptized, we then are entering into the family of God. And when we enter into the family of God, we are protected. We are 
healed. And that's what we need to do. When we come into that relationship with God, we are protected and healed. We're protected from things that come against us. That's not to say again that we will not face temptations, but we are protected. Yeah, I can I can give a testimony of this, that when God uh, was working in my life in the early days and I was feeling tempted to fall back into my old life, God would put a protection around that so that I couldn't fall back into my old life. Yeah, I would... I, I would be very close to falling, but God would protect me. He would do all sorts of things that you know, I might have things like you know, people come into the door or you know, it, the other things would, would come in the way that would stop me in that potentially that last moment. You know, protection. God puts protection. Why? Because God doesn't want to rescue people. And then allow them to go again. God wants to keep you within the family. Why? Because he loves you so much. He's paid a price for you. you Jesus has paid death for you. Once you're in the family, he's not going to want to let that go. So when we come to a place of being in Jesus and believing in him, and being baptized, we are fully in the family of God. We are accepted into the family of God. And we are protected. We are delivered from things. That's amazing. Like a protective father. He comes around us and he says, you're my child. Now, this is where, you know, I was saying earlier on that there's something for us to do, but we receive something. It's not the payoff, but when we come to belief in Jesus and we get baptized, we are then in that family of God and we are protected. Now, if we know that and we truly know that and we truly know what salvation is about being protected about being delivered about being healed when we truly know that and believe that then going out and sharing the gospel message should not have any fear attached to it because we're protected in the worldly sense yes people may say all sorts of things but that's the worldly sense Within the spiritual sense, within the family of God, we are protected. What do we put our trust in? The world or heaven? And then Jesus goes on to say this, and these signs will accompany those who believe. So remember, you know, that whole thing of believing and accepting and becoming into Jesus and coming into the family of God. In, the, in my name, so in Jesus' name, they will drive out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up snakes. If they should drink anything deadly, it will not harm them. And they will lay hands on the sick and they will get well. That is awesome. When we come into that family of God, we are totally believing in Jesus. Having that faith 
having that one baptism, we then can do the things that Jesus did and more. You know, the and more is not heresy. You know, Jesus says that we will do greater things than the former. You know, it's true. We will do greater things, but we need to believe first and foremost. We need to believe and understand that we are accepted into the family of God. We're all brothers and sisters. You know, for some people, we we, we, we tilter on the edge of this. Yeah, I do believe, or I go to church, or, you know, yeah, I, I do believe I, I sing worship. Come back to what, um, you know, as was said in Matthew's gospel. You know, they came and they worshipped. We need to lay down our lives. But the true fruit of all of this is these last few verses that he's, we've just read. In my name, they will drive out demons. The authority that Jesus has that he's talked about, we have that authority. We have that authority in Jesus' name because when we have the power of in Jesus' name to drive out demons. You know, it's not anything to do with us as human beings. As human beings, we can't do anything. But when we say in Jesus' name and we believe, it's not just about throwing the words out, we believe in that, then we will release that power and demons will flee. He says about them speaking in new tongues. Well, we know that the gift of being born again in the spirit is tongues. So that's a fruit of the belief and the faith. They will pick up snakes. You know, Picking up snakes is not something that uh, every single one of us would be wanting to do at all. But Jesus says that part of the fruit, part of the signs of the belief is that people will pick up snakes. If they should drink anything deadly, it will not harm them. It's not to say we go around drinking things deadly to test this out because the Bible says do not test. But it does say that if we drink anything deadly, we will not be harmed. And they will lay hands on the sick and they will get well. And that brings us into next week when we talk about does God heal today? You know, part of the fruit of the commission of believing is to lay hands on the sick and to see the sick get well. Not because of us, but because of the fact that Jesus is working through us. We believe in Jesus. We have come into the family of God. And when we come into that family of God, we gain that inheritance, the heavenly inheritance, the kingdom inheritance. We have that inheritance. And that is amazing. Russ and I have been saying all through this year that as we come out of this pandemic if the church hasn't changed then it's not learned anything and that's why you know we're doing these hot topics that's why you know i've talked about this today you know if if i could encourage you to read a book and and i 
you know, I, I'm not going to apologise for this, but you read it with open eyes. A book that I've not long read by Andrew Womack called um, Everything That They Don't Teach You in Church, The Believer's Authority. It's a great book. You know, I will admit there's some things in there that I'm not 100% convinced about, but it's a great book for totally understanding, again, what we've just talked through. The authority that Jesus gives us. We do have that authority to walk out in that authority. And so, sadly, that brings us to the end of this week's show. As always, thanks you for listening and please do share the show on your own social media feeds and with your churches, friends and families. You can find us on Apple Podcasts amongst numerous other podcast platforms where you can subscribe and never miss an episode. And if you could leave us a review, that would be great. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and you can email the show at christiansinoursoup at hotmail.com. That's christiansinoursoup at hotmail.com. And don't forget to check out our website at podpage.com forward slash Christians hyphen in hyphen R hyphen soup. One week I'll get that all completely right. Where you can catch up with every episode of the show and leave us your audio feedback by clicking the blue mic button at the bottom of the page. Also remember that you can now hear the show on BMC Radio at 12 noon every Sunday and 5am every Monday morning. You can also ask Alexa to tune in or from the web at www.bmcradio.net. But until we share the airwaves again, it's goodbye from me, Bramwell, and I look forward to having Russ back with us next week. Goodbye, and God bless you.